This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, a breaking news edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. We got the whole crew with us today, Kip Adams and Benjamin Wolf on this Sunday evening, because Georgia's got another commit. Four-star linebacker Chris Cole has committed to the Bulldogs. He is the 27th commit in Georgia's 2024 class, the third at linebacker. Uh, the six foot three, 210-pound linebacker from Salem, Virginia, picks Georgia over USC, over Tennessee, a few schools that he visited late in the process before deciding he's going to be a dog. So we will talk about his commitment, what it means for Georgia, and uh, talk a little bit about what's still left out there for the Bulldogs. Ben, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about Chris, what stands out to you about him, and uh, what it was that made him decide he wanted to be a Bulldog. Well, the, the number one thing that has to stand out to you, or I guess two things, is really just athletically his length and his speed. But when you watch him on film, I mean, it screams at you. It's no surprise. He, just like Justin Williams, who we talked about earlier in the summer, are guys that started their high school football careers as defensive backs and just the nature of how the linebacker position is being recruited. Now, Chris Jones, and we'll talk about all, you know, the linebacker room in general, he's a slightly different type of guy compared to these two. But he, Chris Cole is a guy that is athletic enough to be that sideline to sideline inside linebacker. He probably has the length and size to maybe be a little bit of an edge rusher at times, just depending schematically what George is trying to do. He is just, I mean, a really, 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 really good athlete. And he's a guy who's, stock has risen dramatically over the course of this spring. I don't think that if you would look back in January, Chris Cole would have been a guy that would have been mentioned as a potentially elite caliber linebacker that could have ended up in Georgia's class. By the time summer got here, he was pretty much considered that way across the recruiting services. So another really good pickup for Georgia landing three guys in this class at linebacker speaks volumes about what Glenn Schumann's able to do with his position group. I don't know if anybody in college football does a better job than Glenn Schumann's able to do with Georgia's linebackers. So huge win for Georgia and to your point, Jordan, fighting off a couple of official visits that he took the last two weeks to Tennessee, to Southern Cal. I think this is a recruitment that Georgia's felt good about for a month or two now, but obviously when you've got those last two official visits, it makes you wonder. And so securing that commitment today, about less than 24 hours coming off of his Tennessee official visit, big win for Georgia. Got to imagine Georgia fans are super excited, especially with 
uh, being able to get a little more bragging rights on a school like Tennessee with uh, him visiting there just before he committed to Georgia. Kip, what do you think about Chris? And again, the, the fact that Georgia was able to win out recruiting him and getting him into this 2024 class. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge aspect of this because, you know, we, we, we kind of talked about Chris, uh, Georgia making a move for Chris early on in the summer. Uh, he was a, a guy that had got an offer in March and, and then, you know, during a visit, then made the, the trip up at the end of April. We were kind of just still feeling our way through this linebacker class, trying to figure out, you know, which guys were high up on the board. We knew that at the time, maybe one of these guys from Virginia would be in Georgia's class. We didn't know, you know, which one, but, you know, now them landing basically the two top linebacker prospects in the state, just uh, how this cycle kind of went down for them. But I, I think really that official visit to Georgia w was real big. I, I, I think that they had a lot of momentum there. I, I can't remember exactly when I put my crystal ball in. I feel like it was in the month of July where we kind of figured out, okay, he is a high priority for, for Glenn Schumann and this coaching staff. And it's easy to see why. I mean, like he, like he uh, Ben mentioned, just making that switch from defensive back to linebacker and having that, you know, that athleticism, uh, a little bit of a different kind of player, uh, you know, than Chris Jones in the in the aspect that I think his best football is ahead of him. He's more of an athlete right now than just a, a true instinctive linebacker. But uh, I think Georgia is starting to make sure they have a guy like that in, in each cycle if they can, just because it kind of gives you a little bit more flexibility in how you use a guy like that. Uh, you know, whether it's in coverage, whether you're covering, you know, big tight ends or, or, you know, if you're needing to use them at the star position to cover the slot, I just think he's got that overall versatility to, to kind of help Georgia out in, in a lot of different ways. So obviously a big get for Georgia, uh, back up to 27 commitments in this class. And, uh, uh, you know, Glenn Schumann, again, just has to tip your cap to him because that group last year, we, we talked about it, uh, you know, such an elite group, you didn't really know uh, – you know, what the numbers were going to look like this year, but you definitely, you know, looked at it and thought, well, they're probably going to get recruited against a little bit with this group because, uh, I mean, you can't really sign much better of a trio than that. And now we're looking at, you know, right now, uh, this trio compares pretty favorably to, to last year's group. I mean, these are three, what, top 10 linebackers in the country, the number one linebacker on 24-7 sports uh, composite and Justin Williams. And then you look at Chris Cole uh, being number six, Chris Jones being number nine. It's another outstanding group. So uh, I don't know if we're going to be talking about next year's group uh, like this year, but now you, you can't really, uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't bet against Glenn Schumann now. As long as he's at Georgia, I think they're probably going to be doing pretty well at inside linebacker. I want to talk a little bit more about that. This class, like you mentioned, Kit, 27 commits, three five-stars, 16 four-stars, but those three linebackers. And Ben and I were talking about this before we started recording. You know, after they got Raylan Wilson, C.J. Allen, Troy Bowles last year, looking at this class, you know, in my head I said, okay, you know, maybe they'll take one or two guys, but I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of guys that frankly don't want to go to Georgia because of how deep they are at inside linebacker. Well, you know, that shows uh, how much I know with what they were able to go do. Ben, what can you say just about the job Glenn Schumann and the staff have done convincing these top tier guys that, hey, the best bet for you is to come to Georgia? And, you know, the depth chart may look kind of daunting, but, you know, your best bet is to come to Athens. 
I said it regularly throughout the summer. I thought it would be hard for Georgia to end up having a three linebacker class. I projected them to have two linebackers at times. And if you remember, they had DeMarcus Riddick committed. And I thought, okay, if DeMarcus Riddick stays in the class, that's Georgia's best bet to probably end up with three linebackers. But a testament to what Glenn Schumann always has, you know, on the back burners or what he has figured out when maybe some of us aren't totally aware of what is happening in the moment. He had three really good top 10 linebackers that he knew, even if Georgia were to miss on DeMarcus Riddick, even if DeMarcus Riddick were to flip, there are still three really, really good guys that they feel really confident in. And I think that, I I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they took the three that they took last cycle and are still able to take the three. I mean, again, there's a lot of favorable selling points at Georgia. And I guess it goes back to something that Chris Cole has mentioned every time that I've spoken with him and it's the development and that when he speaks with uh, Glenn Schumann, there has been a very clearly laid out development plan since the very first visit that he took that, that Kip was calling out back in the spring, Glenn Schumann sat down with him. They had an hour long conversation that very first time in Glenn Schumann's office where he talked about what development will look like for him at the university of Georgia. And I think that that's a big message that Georgia sends to its linebackers. You might not step on the field day one. You could, you're, we're, you know, they've shown it with, with uh, CJ Allen already. Obviously, Raylan Wilson started to get more run on Saturday. Freshman linebackers can play in this system if you put in the work and are committed to the development plan that Glenn Schumann's going to put in place for you. And so I guess that's really what it comes down to. People are buying into what you are today and what you can become before you get drafted into the NFL. And Georgia's proven that time and time again at linebacker. And so I guess that makes it easier as the years go on for Glenn Schumann, even though taking these three after the three that they just took feels almost impossible to me. Kip, any additional thoughts on that? I mean, the fact that they've done this after what they were able to pull in the 2023 class. Well, you start to just look ahead to the roster, uh, you know, how the roster shapes up for next year. And, and again, to Glenn Schumann's pitch, Kirby Smart's big on special teams. I mean, you get your start there, and but you also you you get reps on the field and, and you build upon that. But you just you look at Smile Munden, uh, you look at Jermon Dumas Johnson, they're both draft eligible, you know, after this year. And so that's that's a lot of snaps that are potentially up for grabs next year on on the roster. So uh, that's something to kind of look ahead. And then, you know, obviously the fact that, you know, CJ Washington getting the, you know, going on medical scholarship kind of changed the calculus as well. So I, I remember us getting ready for SEC media days and that's when we were, we were kind of walking down to 24 seven sports studio. And that's when I started talking, like maybe they're taking three linebackers in this group, because again, I think the, the numbers change and especially with the transfer portal, you know, George is going to have double digit guys just transfer every off season. So you, you can't really just think about, numbers in the traditional sense like they have in the past uh maybe this is just how things are going to be and glenn and glenn schumann's going to try to sign two to three every cycle because the you know you just have to prepare for for guys that you know maybe see more playing time elsewhere or just you know their motivations or what they're looking for in a program changes so i think overall you look at the group you start thinking about it you know Xavier story uh you know jalen walker ej lightsey uh, they have a strong group, but at the same time, you know, again, depth uh, depth today is not depth tomorrow, so it makes sense. And we could still look at this group and, and still think about how deep it looks on paper, but uh, we might be talking very differently about this group next year 
And, and to your point, just the fact that C.J. Allen's come in and is playing over 20 snaps a game, I think that's probably all the pitch that Glenn Schumann needs because the, the, the that room looked deep as can be going into the season. And, you know, even though we've, we've just raved about C.J. Allen since, you know, December, I think, you know, he's showing that you can come in and still play a role as a freshman at Georgia. I want to make sure and read this YouTube comment from Jeff Daniel, who said, keep giving Coach Glenn Schumann raises, go dogs." I would imagine that is the sentiment for a lot of people. And you guys hit on a lot of the points that I would have said. Uh, there's great examples that Georgia's had the last few years in guys who didn't play a ton, who wound up being drafted high, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker. Um, and Ben, you can correct me. I was trying to remember the quote that Kirby had at some point during either fall camp or that week one getting ready for UT Martin. But he's basically like, you don't get drafted by playing. You get drafted by playing well and putting good film out there. And I think that's a huge piece of this. And I think that's what these players who are coming in, especially at a spotlight linebacker, they understand that, you know, maybe they don't start day one, but they can't really find a better place to get developed. And Georgia has done a very good job in the Kirby Smart era and the time that Glenn Schumann has been there on staff of developing guys and, you know, if they don't wind up playing a ton of snaps over the course of the career, they're going to see the improvement they need to one day go on, leave Georgia, and be able to play in the NFL. Yeah, quick correction on the quote. I think it was you don't play, you don't uh, make it to the NFL by playing. You make it by playing good because Kirby's from Bainbridge, Georgia. So you're right. But uh, um, one thing I wanted to call out on Chris Cole too. I mean, we talked about the athleticism, but I, I think we should call out. He ran a 60 meter indoor time of 844. I think the fourth fastest somewhere in their time in the country in the indoor 60 meter hurdles. So this is a truly dynamic athlete that Georgia's adding at linebacker and just go throw on his huddle film and you'll see how fast he is. Actually, this, you know, I do the weekly breaking down Georgia commits on huddle. I don't do the targets just because I, you know, I guess there's less targets now than there have been, but this will be my first time really breaking into the Chris Cole film as a Georgia commit. So I'm excited to do that later this week too. Speaking of those targets, we've mentioned Georgia's got 27 commits, you know, not a ton of room when you look at this 2024 class. I'll start with you, Ben. Who are the names that are left out there that, you know, Georgia fans need to keep an eye on and the recruits that we're going to keep an eye on as we look closer and closer and, you know, see the calendar getting closer and closer to December? Keep, keep me honest if I'm leaving anybody out here, but we've got LJ McCray, defensive lineman from mainland. Florida, Aiden Breland, defensive lineman from modern day in California, Cam Michael, who, you know, I know that we've written about what position he wants to play and how it might not seem as favorable for Georgia right now. And he was just out at Colorado, which I'm sure was a great time for him this past weekend. Uh, but he's the defensive back slash more likely wide receiver from Statesboro, Georgia. And then I, you know, there's obviously the KJ Boldens of the world, the Mike Matthews of the world, the in-state five stars that Georgia is going to continue to try and flip until signing day that I don't think that they're going to have the most success with, but something to keep an eye on. And then the safety who we don't know necessarily who that might be. Georgia just offered a safety last week that's committed to North Carolina. My best guess is that will not be the last safety that Georgia ends up offering in the 2024 class, but that remains to be seen. So those are the names that come to mind for me, but Kip, am I leaving anybody out? No, that's it right now. I, I agree. I expect more offers to kind of go out this fall as they continue to evaluate. You know, there's we're in the process of senior film getting getting made. People are blowing, you know, kids are having big years and blowing up and, and you know, giving themselves a chance to be evaluated more. And you also have to remember coaches are just now kind of getting out. 
during this senior evaluation period to, to be able to see players. I will say it's it's honestly the hardest time to get an eval done by any coach because obviously the season's going on. Coaches don't even want to be on the road. They don't want to look at film. So if you're on the support staff at Georgia or anywhere other program and you're trying to – you see a kid you love and you're trying to get you know the position coach to, to look at it, good luck. It's, it's almost impossible. They don't want to see it. They're going to push it aside. Not right now. But those evaluations will get done, and we'll see new guys emerge. And, yeah, Georgia's taking guys late in the cycle, you know, every cycle. And, and those turn out to be they, – they've hit on a lot of these guys. I mean, again, you don't have to look far to see a guy like Glad McConkey out there, uh, you know, uh, you know the Eric Stokes of the world, um, Austin Blasky, just a lot of guys that end up on the too deep. Uh, get those late offers because of the the senior film going out, and, and so I think that's kind of the aspect we just have to kind of wait and see. But we're we're going to keep an eye and see who's standing out in our eyes. So I'm sure we'll we'll unearth a couple guys, and uh, at the same time, I, I think Georgia right now is probably focused on the 2025 cycle, and they have a chance to get another big time player uh, later this month. And Ethan Barber from uh, Alfreda High School, you know, Todd Hartley says. You know, I'm never going to stop getting tight end commitments. So for him to have a chance to get a, you know, a four-star tight end in the 2025 cycle, uh, you know, probably uh, he's going to sign up for that and go ahead and, and load that class up so he can work on 2026 through 2028 tight ends that are out there emerging. So still some recruiting news to happen this month, but I, I think right now Georgia's probably kind of locked down into, into the season right at this point. You took the words right out of my mouth, too, about because Georgia has 27 commitments in the 2024 class, it gives you a great luxury to be able to look ahead to 2025 much earlier than most other programs are going to be able to. I think, to your point, Ethan Barbour on September 22nd, Georgia is looking in good shape there, especially him taking, you know, he was expecting to go to the Georgia South Carolina game. I think that's still the case, but he sort of somewhat surprisingly was in attendance for the ball state game as well. So I think that, and he was sitting front row with Dylan Raiola too. So, you know, I, th I think that gives you an idea of what Georgia was trying to give as its last minute selling point. But um, yeah, I mean, Georgia's already looking ahead to 2025 and Hey, Ethan on Friday night in, Athens or uh, in his high school game had four touchdowns in the second quarter. So it's a, a guy that I think will be able to be dynamic with the football, like many tight ends we've seen at Georgia before. Before we get out of here, any parting thoughts on Chris Cole choosing Georgia, any other recruiting nuggets before we close out this podcast? Yeah, overall, just like the fact that uh, Georgia's kind of stacking guys that, uh, you know, have, have kind of a solid, 6'2", 215, 220. I mean, it's just that, you know, Glenn Schumann kind of has a type. And I, I think that they're, you know, the the, the length and the size of, the, of this group is just uh, really impressive. And so overall, you kind of look at that and, and you like what guys like that bring to the table because you're, you know, you're not just getting uh, downhill linebackers who, uh, you know, sometimes struggle in coverage. You're, you're getting guys that have outstanding range. And I just think that's that's really kind of been the focus the last couple of cycles. And, uh, yeah, I mean, across the board, this group looks like uh, just an extremely explosive, uh, you know, linebacker. Uh, I guess now it's, it's, it's six linebackers in these two cycles. You, you really like what they all kind of bring to the table overall. A little bit of uh, differences between them, but uh, it's it's a lot to work with for Glenn Schumann. And so that, you know, that position room is not looking to, you know, take any downgrades anytime soon. 
Ben, any thoughts? I mean, this is a guy that wants to be a doctor too. So I think uh, Georgia, Glenn Schumann, I think when Chris Jones committed, said something about like, I don't remember the exact four words that he chose, so I don't want to misquote him, but it was something to the effect of like size, speed, but also something having to do with intellect as well. And I think that he's been very strategic with the three guys that he's added in this class, all three very sharp guys, all really high caliber students. Chris Cole is definitely in that category too. Well, we'll wrap up that episode of the podcast right there. Appreciate everyone who checked us out live. Appreciate Ben and Kip for popping on with us to handle some breaking news with Georgia getting another big-time linebacker commit. Uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Want to make sure and tell everyone to go to dogs247.com. All kinds of content about Chris Cole coming off his announcement. And be sure to go to dogs247 on YouTube. Check out our videos the podcast will do the interviews with the players and with coach smart uh, day after day going through the season it's definitely no shortage of content there so for kip adams and ben wolf i am jordan hill until next time take care everybody training is in full swing and fantasy baseball draft season is upon us that means you need to join us on fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank stample every monday through saturday for six pods per week throughout the month of march we'll break down the latest news spring training updates players to target and much more in just five minutes make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.